So right now I am going to be talking about toxic people and what they will do to your mental health. Now, pretty much every single person that I know has dealt with at some time or other a toxic person. It's kind of an unescapable fate that we are all doomed to. Um, Regardless of what you believe in, um, they do have really negative effects on you. And I say regardless of what you believe in because of the correlations between your spirituality, in my belief, and your mentality about certain people. It is so emotionally damaging to want to have someone in your life but know that they are not good for you. That they have done nothing but hurt you. And it's it's a, it's one of those things that you'll you'll struggle with with the decision of do I allow this behavior to continuously add up? Because at first it, it, it's nothing. It's, oh, well, maybe they had a bad day. Or maybe it was just a one-time thing that I kind of overreacted towards. But then the little things add up the unspoken words in glances, um, the cruel words that they say with such subtlety that it's almost difficult for you to pick at them and understand what they mean, but they enter your subconscious. Whether you want them to or not, they're always there and my cat is cleaning himself, so if you hear something, I'm sorry, but stop. But it's, it, it's a build, for sure, until you reach a point. It's, it starts with denial, um, where you refuse to accept that it, it, someone is capable of making you feel a certain way, or someone is intentionally doing something. And most times, it's it's not intentional on the other person's side. Most of the time, you'll realize that sometimes you're just not compatible with a certain person, and that's fine. But in certain cases, it is intentional, or at least it feels intentional. It feels like you're being targeted for something in some way. <laughs> um... And you reach a point where, you know, you you look up at the sky and you just want to scream, why is this happening? What, on, what did I do to deserve this kind of feeling, this feeling of confliction, confliction between, is it me? And is it, is it me? Am I just doing something wrong that it's my fault that I'm I'm being treated this way and between 
Is it them? And I find that deciding that it's them is one of the most difficult decisions anyone will ever have to make. Because it, it, it's easier to say that it's you. It's, it's, it's so much simpler to decide that you are the one who needs to change. But in most cases, there's nothing wrong with who you are. You, there's nothing wrong. My, besides a few minor things, everyone has room for improvement. But there is nothing that catastrophic about you that calls for that kind of behavior. But it's easier. It's easier to say, what am I doing wrong? What can I change? And you can go through years of changing who you are and trying everything to the way that you speak, to the way that you act, to the way that you dress, to the way that you look at someone or the way that you look at yourself in the mirror and you almost feel sick of yourself. You almost feel ashamed of who you are because there is no other reason for this to be happening other than that you deserve it, right? That, that has to be the only reason that you did something in a past life or in this life that warrants this kind of, this kind of universal consequence, this punishment. And, and in any sane person, that you would think that's insane. <laughs> um, why would you even why would you even accept that as a possibility? But when you're around a toxic person, you have lost all sense of rationality. You have lost every piece of logic and reasoning, everything. And you are so utterly consumed by this desire to be accepted, by this hope that if you do something different this time, it'll change. If you fix a part of yourself that wasn't broken in the first place, you will change. And by fixing that unbroken part, you break it. You twist the screws too tight and the, the screw strips down and it's broken. It breaks. And it takes a long time to fix it. A long time. But then you come to a breaking point. You come to a point where you have absolutely lost everything. You don't even know who you are. You've spent so much time worrying about what you can better about yourself to be to gain that acceptance, that validation to stop the toxic person from attacking you in that way. That you just crumble. And when you reach that point of devastation, there are only two paths that you can take. You can continue the crumble and just allow yourself to disintegrate. 
and become a shell of your former self. Stay with that toxic person and allow that behavior to be tolerated. Or you can decide that you're done. You can decide that enough is enough. That you're, it's over. You're done. Whether this be a parental relationship or a romantic one. There is a decision that you have to make when, and it's a decision that you are forced to make when you're not even in the right state of mind to make such a decision. You don't even know what's going on. You don't know how it got to this point. You don't know how it got to little excuses for actions to being thrown across a room. You don't know how that, how that came to be. You don't even know where you went wrong. You don't know when it started escalating. Because you've been so manipulated. So brainwashed. So caught up in, it's me, it's my fault, it's my fault. What do I do? What do I do now? That you are utterly helpless when it comes to rationality. So let me go ahead and talk about these two paths for a moment. Disintegration can be nice. It's certainly an easy, it's an easy path. Because there's a bitter triumph in falling. There is. In just letting yourself go. Giving up when you should be fighting. It's easy. It seems peaceful almost. And if you decide to take this path, no one can hold it against you. Because who are they to judge? Who are they to tell you that you shouldn't take the easy path? They don't know how you, f- how you feel. They don't know. They'll never know. But when you decide to take this path, you relinquish a part of yourself. Part of yourself that no one should ever relinquish. You give up your rights as a singular person, as an individual. You become an attachment, an entity that has grown onto this toxic person. A notch in the belt, if you will. You no longer exist. Because once that toxic person realizes that you have given up and you're no longer fighting for their attention, they don't want you. You're boring. You're boring. Because what's the fun in someone who's just compliant? What's the fun in manipulating someone who's already been manipulated to the point where they will do anything you say? There isn't. So they drop you. You're done. And then you're just floating around aimlessly. Aimlessly in a void that there is potentially no way out of. Now, option number two, that one's hard. That one's difficult. Option number two is when you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel 
disgusted of who you've become. You can't stand it. You pass a mirror and you look away. You look away. You don't want to see yourself. You don't want to know who you've become. You don't want to know what you've done. What you've accepted. You don't want... You don't want to. But one day you stop in a mirror. You stop in that mirror and you look at yourself. And you look at yourself and it's not your present self staring back at you, but the you before, before you met this person. Whether you're seeing a little kid or a young adult, anything. And you feel the tears that sting your eyes as you look back. And all you wanna do is embrace that former self. All you wanna do is run up to them and say, it's okay, it's okay, it's all right. But it's not alright. It's not alright because you're still in that situation. It's not alright because you're the one who got yourself in that situation in the first place, right? Right? Wrong. You decide that very day that you're done. You're, You're sick of it. And you leave them. You discard that toxic person and you... You just run you just start running and you don't stop running you don't you run away from the person that you are and you hope that the person that you're running towards is better and there are mountains and there are staircases that go up thousands of feet that you have to run up there are milestones and there are hungry hungry bears My bears are a metaphor for people, if you didn't know, that are just waiting to claw into you, to pull you back into this abusive cycle. And you have to fight them off while you're running. It is so much harder to escape a toxic situation than it is to embrace one. Because that toxic person wants you back. And guess what? They're chasing you too. So now you've got all these bears. You've got all these mountains, all these stairs. You've got snow, sleet, hail, and not to mention a hungry ass lion chasing you down, wanting to pull you back. And you've just got to keep going. But the beauty of this choice is that at the top of the mountain is serenity. At the top of the mountain, no one can reach you. The weather is calm. You've outrun the storm. And when you reach the top of the mountain, however long it may be, you can breathe. 
you can face yourself in the reflection. And that is why that is the only reason to pick the hard choice is for that final moment of peace. And it isn't a calm before the storm. It's just a calm, just quiet. And you need quiet at that point. You need it. And that is where the next step begins on the other side of that mountain. Toxic people, they will ruin you. You will also ruin yourself by being around them. Cycles of abuse don't just stop. They're called cycles, not lines. They continue forever. They will affect you in your romantic relationships, your friendships, everything. I'm afraid to even have feelings for someone because of my past. I'm so scared that I'm going to want to be with someone and they're going to look me in the eye and leave. I'm so scared because of that toxic situation I was in as a kid. That every promise I was promised was broken. Every assurance, every hope that I had or that I was given was taken away. That I can't even have friendships that last longer than a month without freaking out and deciding that I want to self-sabotage them. The friends that I have now actually I had to force themselves into my life because I tried to push them away after a few months. And I am so glad that glad that they did because they had the strength to do what I could not. Because I am so terrified that as soon as I form any sort of attachment to someone, I will be left out in the cold, wondering what I did for that to happen. And I haven't made it over the mountain yet. And I'm trying. And I know that if you are also trying to get over the mountain, to outrun that fear, that horrible, horrible situation, that all I can promise you is that peace. That's all I can promise myself. I don't even, I don't know if it's there. But I damn well hope it is. Because I haven't been running this whole time for it not to be there. (sighs) 
Alright, this episode kind of took an emotional turn. Um, well, actually, it didn't take a turn. It started out pretty emotional. <laughs> but I needed to say it. I needed to rant. Because I've been thinking about past relationships I've had. And how I acted in them. Based on my childhood. Based on the way that I grew up. I grew up running. Running towards acceptance. And now the funny thing is that I'm running away from acceptance. So either way I'm running. And I'm, I'm getting really tired of running. But I know that I can't stop running until I reach the top. And you know what the worst part is? Is that all I can think about while I'm working through these issues... is the person that I wanted to be around most in the world that I ruined because I wasn't healed. The relationship that I could have had that would have been great. That would have been amazing. But I couldn't handle it. So I did self-sabotage. I self-sabotage. I sabotaged myself. Because I couldn't get over my mountain. Because I couldn't let go of this awful fear of abandonment. But I'm getting over it now. I'm trying. I'm trying. And whoever you're trying to be, whoever you are trying to run from, to be your own person, I hope to God and the universe and whatever entity that you personally believe in that you make it because not everyone is lucky enough to make it and when you make it give me a call and let me know how it feels (laughs) because I am anxiously awaiting my time of peace my peaceful moment in life but it, it comes in segments. There are times at peace and there are times where you kind of hit rock bottom and then you get back up. Then you find peace again and start over and that's life. It's a cycle. And even after you've healed, there are still going to be times where you just feel awful. And that's okay. That is the duality of man. That is the complexity of the human heart. Our ability to feel so much is a beautiful thing. But 
please do make sure that what you're feeling is actually healthy. Because if not... Well, if not, then I guess I'll see you on the mountain. (laughs) Alright, I have talked about my problems and my obscure metaphors very long. So, if you listen to this episode... Thank you for listening to me splurge. Um, You can follow if you want. Um, Again, my socials and my website, it's all just Katerina Zurar. And my website, KaterinaZurar.com. My book is available for sale in my link tree, which is linked in all my socials. Alright, I'll see you guys tomorrow.